When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. He is Chad Brown. I'm Randy Scott. We're in for the guys. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And, and Chad, I don't know if you um, have worked with Matt Jones all that often out of uh, Kentucky fame. Just two days ago, we did yeah. a full uh, almost hour on Will Levis. It was fascinating. It, wasn't it, though? Um, yes. Ultimately, uh, a waste of time as it pertains to <laughs> the first night of the NFL draft. Let's welcome in Matt Jones, host of Kentucky Sports Radio and ESPN uh, Radio host as well. He's at KY Sports Radio at Kentucky Sports Radio, and he got his hands in a lot of a lot of different things, a lot of different businesses, probably a future in politics uh, if you catch him in, a, in an honest moment. Uh, Matt, are you worried about running for office in the future and having your stance on Will Levis held against you? First of all, I want to say <laughs> I do not – I do not like either of you after that <laughs> intro, and I don't like Shannon Penn, who probably made that drop to start. Um, and I don't like the Houston Texans or the Indianapolis Colts for passing off my guy Will Levis. Oh. You know, I I have to tell you, a lot. I was shocked. Not so much. I mean, I know I predicted with uh, with Chad the other day that he'd go second, and I thought that was a possibility. But I really thought he was going fourth. I I, I was shocked the Colts didn't pick him. And then as soon as the Colts didn't pick him, I got a text message from somebody pretty close to him that basically said, if we don't go to the Titans at 11, it may not happen tonight. And, I, I, I you know, it makes sense because if you look at the teams besides those four, you could make a case that picking a quarterback in the first round didn't make sense for anyone else. But, you know, Will still probably – I think he was – to me, he's the best quarterback in the draft. But even if he's not, he shouldn't have been any worse than the third. I was shocked they picked Anthony Richardson, but they did. And so now Will drops. And here's what worries me. I think if he drops past the Titans tonight, he might drop even farther. I mean, like this, this it may not be a short night for him tonight, which, I, which is kind of crazy, but probably true. All right, Matt. When I played defense in the NFL, obviously we have to communicate on the field. And occasionally one of my teammates will give the wrong call, but you got to communicate it loud. And we would say, loud. And wrong. You were loud two days yeah. ago, and you were wrong me. about Will I was Levis. loud and wrong. You're right, Chad. Loud right. and wrong. Uh, with the 34th pick tonight, the Detroit Lions, you think that's a possibility? If you look at the early second round, that's maybe the only place where I could see, you know, there may be some uncertainty about Jared Goff and how they want to move forward there. Dan Campbell may be looking to try, find a guy for the future. You think that's a possibility? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't, you would know that situation better than me. I I had thought maybe the Rams, but I talked to a couple of folks earlier today that said that's unlikely. So, I mean, I think he's, here's what I know. I think his, he and his folks are sitting there saying the tight, they're looking at that Titans pick and they're, they're thinking if he will either be gone by the Titans because somebody traded up to get him or the Titans picking. But if neither of those happen, I think they're worried about the fall. You know, here's what – by the way, here's what happened. 
And this is a perfect example of how you can make mistakes that can really cost you. I really think his interview process was a hindrance. And I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Former players can tell me if they think this matters as much. But during the combine, I got a text message from someone after the first day of the combine that was there that's kind of in the NFL that said, hey, I know Will's a guy you like a lot. Try to get a message to him to slow down and calm down. He's, he's, he's people, he's turning people off. Oh, and I, I passed it on and said to folks, Hey, maybe tell Will to turn it down a notch. And, and I think now you're starting to hear that come out from people to say he was, you know, here's the thing. He's, he is a confident guy. Some people can see that as cocky and arrogant. I think he probably went into the draft process thinking, I'm going to show this confidence. And, you know, maybe it didn't rub people the right way because I don't think there's any doubt that the interview process hurt him. The toe stuff, I don't believe. I mean, I, I, I've heard his toe is like 98% now. So I think it was it was probably interviews and personal stuff that kind of that hurt it. Hey, we're talking with Matt Jones, host of Kentucky Sports Radio, ESPN Radio host. You've heard him on this show and other shows before. Uh, you know, a, a fan of Will Levis is right as a fan of Kentucky football and a fan of what he could represent at the net, at the next level on Sundays. Um, we heard from Todd McShay kind of what you did as well, Matt, that the interview process maybe wasn't as kind to him as they would have hoped, uh, but that also he plays like a linebacker in that he is a magnet for con for, for, for contact, quite frankly. And mm-hmm. that doesn't lend itself to a long NFL career. And the and the comp that's coming out with specific relation to that invitation of contact is Carson Wentz. And that's a that's a stink yeah. that's a stink that you don't want on you right now. Well but is I mean isn't Josh Allen the same way? I mean I think like Part of me wonders if, on the one hand, Carson Wentz is criticized for that because those hits have turned into injuries for him, whereas Josh Allen is a tough gamer who gets the same hits. He just hadn't gotten hurt. So, listen, Will does play a certain way, but I do think you have to understand he didn't play that way his senior year because in the pocket it wasn't running around hitting linebackers against Ole Miss in the pocket He got hit and broke a rib. And then the next game, he got his toe injury in the pocket. So his two injuries did not occur in the pocket, or did not occur scrambling around or knocking linebackers in the head. They occurred in the pocket. And, Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. I mean, I think it's fair watching him his junior year, which was his really good year. There were a lot of times I'd be like, dude, slide. What are you doing? But he didn't get hurt on those plates. He got hurt on blind sides in the pocket because he had the worst offensive line in the SEC last year, by far. Kentucky's offensive line was brutal last year. Now, none of that, though, is an excuse to do interviews that turn everybody off. And, I mean, I don't know. You all have been around as long as I have, Chad. You've been around the league much longer than me. I don't know that I've ever heard of players really crushing their status by the interview process, but I've had people around U.K., people around NFL teams, and now McShay says it as well, say that that was a huge hindrance, and and he may have talked his way out of being a first-round pick. I I like the kid, but I do think that played a big part in it. Yeah, I I think there's a a need for your quarterback to be confident, 
but you don't want to be cocky and start getting in that Baker Mayfield territory. And maybe that's where some of these concerns came from. Matt, I will give you a break here. I won't ask you another Will Levis question. We'll give you a reprieve on that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else in the first round was a surprise for you outside of Will Levis falling out of the first well, round? I, lo- I mean, how about the Eagles just reassembling that Georgia defense? That's, to me, the story. They get two more guys. From, they now have four guys from that Georgia defense over the course of four years. And that defense, I mean, LSU's offense with Joe Burrow is the best offense I've seen in the SEC in my lifetime, and that Georgia defense was the best one I've seen, and now the Eagles are basically recreating it. So to me, that was the story. Um, I, I think Anthony Richardson going forth doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I now wish the kid the best because I think you should never wish – ill will on a player but i'll be shocked if that kid ends up great because like i said i've never seen it i mean there's never been a player enter the nfl draft be a high picket quarterback with worse stats than anthony richardson and succeed ever ever you can't find one so maybe it'll work well he's an amazing athlete uh you know we'll see and then beyond that i think the the lack of receivers you know that the, the, there have been so many good receivers taken in the nfl uh, in the er, in the first round in the last few years, we've had so many young receivers come in the league and succeed, and then just to not really have that. And then I love the kid from Texas, Bijan Robinson, but that's picking a running back awful high. Uh, I didn't really understand that pick. I didn't understand the Lions taking the running back when they did. But those are you know the, those are kind of my takeaways. But I'll admit I'm a homer, Randy. You know that Chad <laughs> learned it on Wednesday. I. You know, we don't get a lot of these guys at Kentucky. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. we, in my yeah. lifetime, we've had three top five picks. Tim Couch, Josh Allen in Jacksonville a few years ago, and a guy named Dwayne Robertson that went to the Jets in like 2008 or something. That's it. I thought this was going to be the fourth. I put out an ad for my bar that said, come watch the top, the fourth top five pick. And that is now maybe the most viral tweet I've ever sent as I get dunked on by everyone in the country. <laughs> but at least the bar was full. And now I get a second night of coming out and maybe you can watch the uh, – you know, watch Will Levis get picked tonight. Hey, it's galaxy brain stuff, you know. It's brilliant to own a bar and get two nights of packed attendance to watch Will Levis uh, take that walk across the stage. I don't think but he has to wait very long But you think it was sad, tonight. Randy? Like, yeah. did, yes. Put, leave, the, leave aside the Kentucky part of it. Yeah. I just think ha- that I – I want you to think about, is there anything else in life where you can take a public humiliation – for that long and you just have to sit there and let the world watch like people get humiliated a lot but like then they can go away to have to sit there for hours and hours and just have the cameras on you man i'm not sure there are many things that could hurt more than that process happen aaron Rodgers. it's happened to a lot of guys over the year shard lewis in the nba draft but I felt for Will because that's a dude I know, and I just would hate to be in that situation. That's just it. I'm never going to revel in someone's worst night of their lives. And someone failed him along the way. Either it was his inner circle, his agents, his representation. He was misled by NFL front offices or scout. Somebody put him in that position because no one would willingly put themselves in that position to sit there and be publicly embarrassed on a worldwide stage. So uh, here's to a short wait for him tonight. I don't think he has to wait much past the seventh pick tonight. So we'll see. Matt, appreciate you, buddy. And here's to a robust night at your bar as well. That's right. And Randy and Chad, as someone who I've hosted shows with in the past, (laughs) 
I appreciate you not being as big a jerks as I thought you were going to be to me today. You all showed me some heart, and I do appreciate it. We are full of mercy and grace, my friend. Mm-hmm. You show bravery, there you go. bravery coming on with us, buddy. We appreciate it. Take care. Thank Thanks, you. Matt. Again, that's Matt Jones, host of Kentucky Sports Radio, and obviously you've heard him on, on ESPN Radio here uh, as well. Uh, it is Chad Brown, Randy Scott for the guys. I think, Chad, you, you probably showed him a little more grace than I did. I was I was cackling at the rejoin, and that, that was uh, the brainchild of Eric and Shannon and Rachel throwing that thing together and finding the right uh, song choice and the right breaks to throw in uh, some of Matt's voice on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. A reminder, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Round out your protection with life, phone, and pet health insurance with the ninth pick in the 2023 nfl draft the philadelphia eagles select jalen carter defensive tackle georgia when he plays within that system and doesn't improvise he's as good as he's ever seen up front ever evaluated last year he would have been arguably the number one overall pick so they got the best player in the job and you know day one when i get there it's time to work and we're gonna win the super bowl she's a star Lonely heart. The part of the song that slaps or knocks is the literal knock to the song. I don't know if you remember that part. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Just a lot, a lot of respect in the eyes of Chad Brown. That's fine. I'm Randy Scott. Awful, awful music choices made on my part, but I respect him. Uh, we heard Matt Jones, Chad, in all seriousness, say that uh, the Eagles were the day one NFL draft winners. Uh, I look at what they were able to do as they assemble sort of Athens North. Right, I mean, they have four Georgia Bulldog defenders now: Nicobe Dean, Jordan Davis, and then joining them last night is is Jalen Carter and um, and oh man, it's uh, Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith. I want to say Chad Smith. That's not the right name. Um, you look at the talent that they're able to put together and how easy Howie Roseman makes it look. I to are in your eyes, given who they picked last night, are they hands down the best team in the NFC? I believe they. Well, hands down. Hands down. Hands well. How much of a gap between them and the second team would fit that hands down category? Is it a massive gap? Is it just a? Is it a step or two? What are we talking here? Because the the Forty Niners got some pretty good uh, players as well. And and if the Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt in that championship game, you know we could be having these kind of conversations about the Forty Niners. I think that I think Brock Purdy was getting getting run in that game regardless. I I give him a lot of credit for hanging in there. I mean, I, I watched him the other night. He was at the uh, San Francisco Giants game. And he's he's shaking hands with his opposite hand. You know what I mean? Like he's still not certainly far from fully recovered, but like there's still not a, you know strength in that arm just yet. I mean that was a bad injury. They had to wait until March, I believe, to have the surgery because of the inflammation being as bad as it was. But I think Philadelphia has assembled a top to bottom roster. I think defensively they cause you more problems than San Francisco does. You know, with with, with the aging on the offensive line, I I would probably give. I'll probably give San Francisco the nod there mm-hmm. on the O-line, but defensively, the young talent. I, I feel like not only does Philadelphia have the better roster now, but they're set up for greater long-term success, and you just can't quantify. Given the injury concern right now with Purdy and the fact that Garoppolo as a safety net is gone, you're looking at a quarterback room of Sam Darnold and Purdy and maybe Trey Lance, who continues to be shopped, up against a guy in Jalen Hurts who rightfully, for nine days, was the highest paid player in NFL history. Uh, as much as I, I love the 49ers, I did a, one of my coaching internships out uh, at there in San Francisco. Uh, it was a great experience. Kyle Shanahan is a, a remarkable football coach. 
the amount of teaching that goes on in that program was just fun to be around. I got so I got a tremendous respect for everything they do out there. But I think to your point, Philadelphia is a better top to bottom roster, particularly now that Brock Purdy is banged up and his availability for next season, if and when it's actually going to happen, is in question. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best roster in the NFC. There's no doubt about that. And the ways that they can beat you, I mean, heck, their defensive line was good last year. Um, they had four guys with double-digit sacks. Now you add in a guy like Jalen Carter, who can be a, a man amongst boys in the interior of that defensive line. Mm-hmm. Nolan Smith is a great edge guy if he's healthy. They've got, they added two pieces to that defense that was already dominant. Uh, so now they're going to be more dominant. they got more depth. Uh, Howie Roseman is certainly a, a genius at this, and I don't think he actually gets the credit that he deserves. For Philadelphia to move up to nine and have the – my understanding was there was the opportunity to make a luxury pick there with the Eagles because of the depth on both sides of the football, because of the depth on the roster and the talent on the roster. And I say luxury pick because – and I, I'd love for your opinion on this, Chad. I look at Bijan Robinson going inside the top ten as – a tremendous zag considering the way that position is valued in the NFL right now, but I think Philly was interested. I think Philadelphia viewed him as a long-term answer at the running back position considering that they've been a running back by committee you know, offensive attack for the last several seasons. And so Bijan going a pick ahead of them, right, at eight, took that guesswork off the board and they were able to go up and take Jalen Carter, a guy who, if we're talking about this draft back in the first few days of January, I think was the number one overall pick before the off-the-field concerns took place. Yeah, he, in my opinion, the most talented defensive player in the draft. Again, the the off-the-field stuff, I think, slid him down a little bit. But as far as pure talent, uh, his highlight tape is – it's so fun to watch, it makes me giggle. I I laugh when I watch his highlight tape. Some of the things he does to some of those offensive linemen is almost criminal. So to add that guy (laughs) into that front four, uh, you know, with the – expected, you know, uh, Fletcher Cox getting older, uh, Brandon Graham getting older. At some point, those guys are no longer going to be Philadelphia Eagles. Now you have another stud up there with Jalen Carter. Um, yeah, the Eagles are ripe for another deep playoff run. Uh, they are maybe better than what they were last year. So, okay, when you say when you say that, that, that Jalen Carter just abuses offensive linemen, what particular aspect of his game jumps off the screen to you? Uh, his ability to understand and play with leverage. Sometimes when you're so physically dominant, uh, you just run through people and you don't understand the nuances of it all. Mm-hmm. Offensive, uh, the battle between defense and offensive line, you know, the, there's always a phrase that low man wins and your ability to use your leverage against another massive human being is not a skill that every player comes out of college ready to do. I think the best defensive lineman in the NFL all have mastered that. But Jalen Carter comes into the league armed with that. He literally, if again, if you watch his highlight tape, he tosses 300-pound men around because he understands how to get his hands underneath their pads and get them back on their heels. Um, for a player with his athletic skill set to have that aspect of a power game with it, if you're an offensive lineman, you want to hunker down to deal with his power, then he's going to out-athlete you. You want to play yeah. light on your feet so you can deal with his movement skills, and now he just forklifts you back to the quarterback. Not many guys have answers for the guys who have a, such a strong skill set at both the athletic wiggle room and also the power game. I think Jalen Carter could go down eventually as the higher end, the highest end defensive prospect in this draft. All due respect to Will Anderson Jr. And obviously, I, I want to see Tyree Wilson do well <laughs> there for, for the Raiders. But I think some of the gravity, uh, center of gravity concerns and footwork issues, 
I mean, footwork injuries. If we're talking about Wilson, I I just don't think are there for the for the for the you know the the other prospects the way they are uh, obviously for for Jalen Carter. Uh, he is Chad Brown. I'm Randy Scott. Is tonight a must win for the Lakers? We're going to dive into uh, NBA playoff conversation tonight. A couple of games on the slate. Tim Legler set to join us. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Morant peering in from the top, crosses over on Shooter, explodes to the basket, scoops around Davis, and scores again. John Morant has taken over the ball game. That's the final tonight. Zeros on the clock. Streamers will fall from the Raptors. The Grizzlies force a game six. And those guys uh, were spectacular tonight. Uh, we're going to need even more and better from them in, in game six. But these guys definitely play with force. That was stuff we were talking about before the game. All right, that's 92.9 ESPN in Memphis with the sound. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. <laughs> Chad Brown, Randy Scott with you. Hey, hey. Uh, at Chad Brown 94 at Randy Scott ESPN for me. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can join the conversation on the CC call-in line, one eight 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 state espn That's 888-729-3776. Joining us now on that call-in line is Tim Legler, our ESPN analyst. You can get at him on Twitter, at Legs ESPN. We heard Doug Brown say it. Got a couple of Western Conference playoff matchups tonight, game sixes. Uh, it's coverage on ESPN starts at 8 Eastern. It's the Kings and the Warriors, and that's where I want to start, Legs. Uh, is this a must-win for the Warriors tonight as the series shifts back to the Bay? You know, oddly, I would not describe it as that because this is a team, just because it's this particular team, 
uh, that would have to go on the road for a game seven. You know, you, you know, you want to bet against a Steph Curry and a Clay Thompson, a Steve Kerr, a Draymond Green, with all of the experience they have, pretty much being in every situation imaginable. Um, you know, winning one road game in a game seven when there'd be an awful lot of pressure on those home shooters. I don't necessarily think it's a must win. Um, the Kings would probably be favored in that game because we know statistically what happens in game sevens at home. But the Golden State Warriors are probably the one team that I would say, you know what, they've, they've got two shots at this because I, I kind of feel like they do. They're probably not obviously feeling that. They want a sense of urgency to end this thing tonight because anything can happen in a game seven. Tim, the Dylan Brooks effect seemed to give the Lakers a, a boost, but then the Memphis Memphis fights back, gets the win in game five. Now setting up this game six here tonight. How do you think tonight's game goes with the Lakers and Memphis? Yeah, look, this is a tough one to call because, you know, Memphis, they've got some things to give the Lakers fits um, when they play well. They played with so much energy the other night, and, and I thought they played pretty desperate in game four. They just didn't come up with the win. They they, um, I'm sorry, game three. You know, so, they, so they come back, they, they give you everything they have at home to keep, extend the series. And there are things that they do athletically and on the perimeter that give the Lakers some problems. Um, but, look, the Lakers have the ultimate weapon in this series in Anthony Davis because there's no answer for him with, with Memphis. And he's had three really good games in this series. He's had two awful games. Yeah. So which one is going to show up? Because I think if Anthony Davis – comes to the arena with the right mindset to do damage, and he he comes out and he gets fed early. He makes himself a presence early in the game on the offensive glass. You know he's going to be a defensive presence regardless on the offensive glass. Iso in the mid range area of the floor, getting to his spot for that pull up jump shot. That'll tell me a lot about where Anthony Davis is psychologically. And if he's in the right place, I just think he is the differentiation between the two teams. What he can do on both ends of the floor. Anthony Davis is a uh, capable of 31 points. He's also capable of 13 points uh, earlier in this series. And I'm curious from your standpoint, as we're talking with Tim Legler, our ESPN analyst here on Canting Carlin on ESPN Radio, what what is the what's the deciding factor between which Anthony Davis we're going to get? Is it something Memphis is doing, or is it a mindset, an attitude, an imposition of will, whatever it is from Anthony Davis's side, legs? Well, okay, so let's take a look at the two bad games that he had in this series. One of them. I thought game two, the Lakers won that first game, and it looked to me like they just came out with the wrong approach. They were very casual in game two when they had a chance to really take a stranglehold on the series, and they they came out, they were soft. He was passive. He was accepting double teams way too easily, um, got taken out of his rhythm because they were, they were hitting him with these traps on the catch, and he just didn't really adjust to that. So I just felt like that was a mindset. I thought game four – he came out, and I thought he was just too concerned with these little injuries that he gets over the course of the game. I mean, every time he looked up, he was holding his back, holding his hip, taking forever to get up off the ground. I just felt like he wasn't being tough enough to play through what you need to in that moment. The three games he's been you know, spectacular, 31-19, and 19, he had a 31-17 and 17 game. I mean, these are numbers that nobody else in the series can get the way he gets them. So it's really just, I think, between his ears – and, you know, I don't know what he eats for pregame or who gets in his ear or where his motivation comes from or if LeBron talks to him or Darvin Ham or whoever he listens to. They better do a good job on, on Anthony Davis psychologically because the Lakers, I think, would be potentially in a different situation going on the road for a game seven. I think 
I think Memphis at home is a completely different team. And that would be a that would be a tall order for the Lakers. So they gotta end this thing tonight or there's a very good chance they don't advance. Tomorrow there's a one game. The, the Western Semi starts tomorrow at Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, my home is in Denver. Uh, the Nuggets have been uh, one of the better teams in the league during the regular season, but now going to round two, the Suns definitely give them some, a sense of competition. How do you think that series starts? Yeah, this is a crazy statement I'm going to make for a team that was you know, the one seed in the West. They won 53 games. Uh, we are finally going to find out how good the Denver Nuggets are. I mean, I've been waiting all year because it's been a weird year in the West. I mean, they're a very good team, clearly. They've got one of the best players in the NBA, two-time MVP. They, they've got a great starting lineup. They're deep. They're, they're a very good team. They're not like a typical one seed in the West over the last 10 or 15 years. Like Those teams have been winning typically north of 60 games. Mm-hmm. They look like the clear front runner going into the finals. That hasn't really been the case with this team. You know, part of the situation in the West of why they end up number one, a lot of injuries, right? a lot of teams trying to figure themselves out, moves made at the trading deadline. You know, the Kings and Denver had pretty good health this year. They finished one and three. That's not a coincidence that they were able to do that. So finally, and then they dispatched of a Timberwolves team that I think's got, you know, talent and but they're just way way too immature and not ready to take that leap. We're finally gonna find out and it's going to be in this round against the Phoenix Suns. It's going to be a great series. I mean, and, and, you know, it could go either way in my book. I think it's a coin toss. I could make strong arguments for either team to get to the conference finals. It's going to be fun to see. It's really fun to see Kevin Durant play in healthy basketball. Uh, It's really fun to see the level of competition step up as we transition into the second round of this postseason. Tim Legler, we appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the games tonight. Thank you, gentlemen. Talk to you soon. All right, Legs. The ESPN playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in Saturday for Nuggets and Suns Game 1. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. All this to say nothing of the fact that the Knicks are through to the second round of the playoffs as well. We got that throwback vibe with the Heat in the Eastern Conference. He's Chad Brown. I'm Randy Scott. The Ravens get Lamar Jackson another weapon, so they give him his contract, and then they give him... His flowers. Where do the Ravens rank in the AFC? Are they top five? Well, we'll debate that. Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Canteen Carlin Podcast. Officially, the Ravens have announced a new five-year agreement with Lamar Jackson. The Ravens got an assist from the Falcons and the Commanders and all these other teams that are desperate for quarterback play. Those teams actually helped Baltimore keep Lamar Jackson by not creating any market for him whatsoever. For the next five years, it's a lot of flock going on. (laughs) Let's go, baby. Let's go, man. I just want to let this breathe, man. I don't want to like talk over this. It's Chad Brown, Randy Scott with you. It's Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Those are Friday vibes if I ever saw them. If I ever heard vibes. Fri- are we doing it? Do you want to do it? Fribes Day. Fribes Day. Let's go. You combine the vibes and Friday, Fribes Day. We're going to just print the t-shirts. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. None of this is what Chad Brown signed up for. This is sophomore, sophomoric immaturity. Let's- no, no, I'm loving this. Again, uh, on my show, we have Guilty Pleasure Friday. We had some uh, Vanessa Carlton today. Yes. We had some George Michael. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm all down for the uh, old school and I pull up to a stop sign, and I got to turn my radio down because I'm a little <laughs> embarrassed. Songs, I'm all down for that. Oh man, that okay. 
Do you remember Office Space? Are you a movie guy, Chad? Do you uh, celebrate the cinematic arts? Oh, I'm a huge movie guy, and I'm a okay. movie quoter constantly. My, okay, I hope this is not the, a one-off working with Chad. So, so the movie Office Space, when Michael Bolton is in traffic and he has to turn his radio down because whatever he's playing is too, I think it's too profane, right, in the movie. It's not like a guilty pleasure. It's just like a rap song. Mm-hmm. has to turn it down. That happened to me the other day. It's a beautiful day in New England, a rare, beautiful spring day, and I had uh, oh, Paperboy, Diddy. <laughs> Okay. Playing and it was mm-hmm. too loud for the public library. I was outside. <laughs> and I had to turn that down with a quickness, so I know exactly what you're talking about. You can, oh my, mm. not bad. You can join the conversation on the CC call in line eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Who do you want to see go where tonight? Night two of the NFL draft, or just your guilty pleasure song? We could do that on a Vibes Day, right? On a Vibes Day, we could do that. Guilty yeah. pleasure song? Yeah, absolutely. Eric, you could we'll dial take it requests? up. Yeah, I mean, we're probably. I'm, I'm looking at you. If you want an explanation Rachel. of why I played that song, you I mentioned do. Office Space. Yes. That yeah, was. that's where they destroy the printer, right? Yes. Yes. Fax machine, but Come, oh, it's semantics. a fax machine. Darn it! All right, so let's talk about the Ravens. At this point, yesterday, Chad, we had the breaking news of the contract starting to starting to take shape. The idea that they were finally getting that ball over the goal line, and then they go ahead and add a weapon for Lamar Jackson last night in Zay Flowers. I'm trying to think of how much time we have to dive into it. You look at the wide receiver room right now with Zay Flowers out of Boston College, Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, Devin DuVernay. Where do the Ravens rank now in the AFC? Okay, so we got to put Kansas City number one. We got to put Cincinnati and Buffalo in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else do you have in that picture who has to be included in that picture? Has to be included. I think those are. I think that's their own tier. Those three teams. Let's break it into tiers. This might be a cop out, but we say KC, Cincy, Buffalo. Uh, they're in their own tier. I think that's probably one through three where I would put them. But let's just say they're in their own tier. You can quibble however you want. Then let's go. I don't know. I mean, there's there are those who really like what the Jets are doing, especially mm-hmm. now that the quarterback position has been addressed. People yep. people like Miami, assuming health for Tua, which is a big assumption. But let's let's maybe Miami's. You know, in the maybe tier two is kind of frisky or in the mix or something. I like Denver. Now you're there. You do a radio show in Denver. You're not as bullish on what the Broncos are doing now with Sean Payton as the head coach. Uh, I am to put them in this in this tier that we're talking about. This tier two tier. Uh, I can see them being tier three, but not tier two. Uh, so I'm with you on Miami. That makes sense to me. I think Baltimore has to be included in this tier two conversation. Uh, the AFC South, who's going to emerge from that? Maybe Jacksonville could possibly be a tier two team. Uh, then the Chargers. I mean, so that's those are the maximum tier two possibilities that I see. So Jacksonville and the Chargers. You know, I feel like we have this conversation at some point between. I, you know, probably about the draft, right? And then maybe training camp or even during training camp. And we look around and we say, man, the Chargers have a talented roster. Oh, there's so much talent on that roster. Aren't the Chargers loaded? And then what do you say about the season itself? The Chargers are going to charge you, man. And, and <laughs> it, it, it feels ridiculous because you know that every year is a brand new year in the NFL. And every team's a brand new team. Um, but this thought that the Chargers are going to charge her has been going on for a long period of time. They have the ability to snatch uh, defeat from the hands of victory, and they do it all the time, whether it's a coaching error, whether it's on the field error, whether it's sometimes even officiating errors. But the Chargers are going to charge her, and it seems to be a consistent thing no matter who the quarterback is, no matter who the head coach is, Chargers are going to charge her. Okay, so where do the Ravens slot in here? Do we agree with the top tier being Kansas City? 
Cincinnati and Buffalo. They're a sort Absolutely, of, 100%, no doubt. Okay, they're in a class of their own. Is Tier 2 the Chargers, Jacksonville, or maybe you don't want to put the Chargers in there, but Jacksonville, Chargers, and Jets? Does Miami uh, crack in there? Uh, I'll go Jets. Okay. I'll go Chargers. I'll go Jacksonville, and I'll go Ravens. So we got four teams there in Tier 2. Oh, okay. All right, so you've got Baltimore in that – in that second tier, are they at the top of that tier, middle of the pack, back of the pack, and and if so, what issue? I don't mean I don't mean this to turn into Q and A. We're sort of doing this on the fly, but what area do they need to address in order to to maybe even crack that that top tier? I mean, we're talking about a former MVP, a quarterback. Lamar Jackson's got to be healthy. He's got to be okay. healthy all season long. It, yeah. it, so it hinges on Lamar Jackson's health. I mean, his style of play, that makes that a question mark. For Justin Herbert with the Chargers, you know, he's an in-the-pocket guy. He certainly has the athletic ability to use his feet, but he operates from the pocket. I don't feel as if he's as much of an injury risk as Lamar Jackson is. And, you know, when you pay a guy this kind of mon- this amount of money, mm-hmm. as the Eagles said with Jalen Hurts, we're not paying him this money to do less. So the Ravens aren't going to pay him this kind of money to ask him to not run. They're paying him this kind of money because he puts his body at risk, and that's his style of play. So I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to play his style of uh, not play his style of play. Therefore, that injury potential and risk is always going to be there. Yeah, it is. Uh, you have to get the highest ceiling out of your guy, and in order to do that, is to turn him loose and put him in a position, you know, to be himself and and be the X factor that you're paying for at that money. Now, you also want to protect your investment and protect all that, you know, guaranteed money, that record-breaking guaranteed money, and maybe pushing the ball. Uh, downfield, getting it out of his hands quicker. You know that's what Zay Flowers, you know, seems to be. And then Odell Beckham Jr. If he's healthy as well, uh, maybe that is the guy as well. We've got Canty and Carlin from the NFL Draft. How did night one go from their standpoint? What was it like to be there in Kansas City with a hundred thousand people? We'll dive into it. It's Chad Brown, Randy Scott, in for the guys on their own show. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.